This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. This segment is talking about a consumer proposal, which you may or may not have already heard about, and bankruptcy, which seems to be the big word that we've all heard before. Uh, we're going to talk about the difference between them. And while both a consumer proposal and personal bankruptcy are legal debt solutions, they are definitely not the same. And there's some key differences between them. So Blair Manton is going to help us understand and compare the consumer proposal and the personal personal bankruptcy. So Blair, let's begin at the beginning of this. Can you start by explaining what it means to file a bankruptcy and what a consumer proposal is? Well, certainly, Elaine. And, you know, in general and in in summary, filing a bankruptcy is probably not as bad as you think, uh, but it is a serious legal remedy. Uh, It's available to anybody who finds themselves uh, with more debt than they're able to handle. And it's a federally legislated legal process. It's governed by the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act in Canada, and it helps you eliminate virtually all of your debts and get a financial fresh start. Uh, What's important to know is that nobody can stop you from getting the, the relief that you need if you need to file for bankruptcy. You can't be prevented from filing for bankruptcy. You don't need to get permission from the creditors or from the courts. Um, you work with a licensed insolvency trustee. And the first step is just to have that free consultation that we talk about so much on the show here. And what's interesting for us as trustees is so many people come into our office or meet us online these days and they're resigned to their fact. They think that bankruptcy is the only option that's available to them because they know they can't pay the debts off in full. But they're quite surprised to learn there's actually another legal debt solution in Canada, which is what I've called a unique debt settlement option called a consumer proposal. And a consumer proposal has grown in popularity um, to such an extent that now about 85% of the people that see a licensed insolvency trustee, they're not filing a bankruptcy. They're actually filing a consumer proposal. And what a consumer proposal allows you to do is to consolidate, so put all of your debts together, and then settle them for less than you owe by making a deal with your creditors. So usually you're offering to pay off a percentage of the debt, you're going to make some monthly payments, and then your creditors agree to forgive the unpaid balance and consider the debts as paid in full, even though you've paid just the portion that you can afford. A consumer proposal, it's a non-borrowing debt consolidation option, where again, you just repeat pay the part of the debt that you're able to afford. It might be 20 cents, 30 cents in the dollar, something like that, with no interest charged, which that's just a huge lifesaver to people because the interest can just run away on certain high cost debts and with no added fees. And what's incredibly powerful too, uh, is that a proposal can reduce the debt uh, often by as much as 50 to 80, even 90% sometimes depending on the debt. So it stops the debt from running away from you with all the interest, but it actually reduces it down to what you can really afford to pay. Excellent. Now, we know by doing this show and talking about this, that a licensed insolvency trustee is the only 
person or entity in this country that can facilitate either a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy. And it's just really important because we get inundated with all this information from all kinds of sources. And the fact is, it's a licensed insolvency trustee that's the only one that's legally allowed to do this work. Well, absolutely, Elaine. And there's a few similarities between a bankruptcy and a proposal. And that's one of the main similarities. It's the same person that can help you file a bankruptcy is the only person that can actually help you file a consumer proposal as well. So it might seem a bit counterintuitive, but the best person to help you avoid the bankruptcy um, is the licensed insolvency trustee that would actually help you file the bankruptcy. So sometimes people hesitate to reach out because they think the only tool in a trustee's toolbox is a bankruptcy, where again, 85 percent of the time, it's not. It's, it's actually people choosing to file a proposal. Uh, another similarity between a bankruptcy and a proposal is that virtually all of your debts can be included in either of these legal processes. They can either be fully forgiven if you do a personal bankruptcy filing um, or partially settled but considered paid in full um, if you do a consumer proposal. And both remedies automatically freeze your debt. They stop all the future interest charges and they give you that relief that you need. They halt any ongoing collection actions, um, any wage garnishments. Um, So in addition to some basic debts, like the things you'd always think about, credit cards, loans, lines of credit, and payday loans, uh, consumer proposals or personal bankruptcy are the only options that the government will accept to reduce or negotiate or even have them forgiven uh, any amounts that you owe to the government, including income tax debt, student loans, CERB overpayment, you know, just about any amount of a government debt, it can only be reduced or eliminated um, either with a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy. Uh, What's important to know too, as where I said in a bankruptcy, you don't need the the permission of your creditors to file a bankruptcy. In a proposal, you don't need the permission of your creditors to file a proposal, but like any proposal in life, it can either be accepted or rejected. And the way a proposal gets accepted is all we need to get is 50% by dollar value of the people that you owe money to, to vote to accept that proposal. And if you owe the bank slightly more than you owe the government, it doesn't matter if the government doesn't want to accept this proposal, for example, as soon as we get over 50% of the debts voting yes on the proposal, it's automatically accepted and all creditors are bound by the terms of the proposal. So it's a very powerful debt solution. And at Sands and Associates, I'm really proud to say our consumer proposals are almost always accepted by creditors. So it's about 95% of the time on the first offer, we're able to get an accepted proposal. It's up to 99% success rate if we have to do a bit of negotiating or provide a little bit of information to creditors to get them to, to accept the proposal. Now, I also think it's important to to note, too, that Sands & Associates offers some counseling as part of this package. Yeah, and that's another commonality between the the two remedies is in both a consumer proposal and a personal bankruptcy. You know, the idea is you're in a tough situation uh, for whatever the reason is. We don't judge when you come to see us. We focus on solutions, but the government requires and we fully endorse the idea that some people just need a little bit of counseling, um, some budgetary tips, some help to rebuild their credit, uh, even just some insight on how the credit rating industry actually works and what you can do to get things back on track. So either in both a consumer proposal and a bankruptcy, you attend at least two private one-on-one financial counseling sessions that focus on all the things that I've mentioned, you know, the general money management, financial goal setting, uh, and then getting your credit uh, score and, and report, you know, back rehabilitated to a good state when you're finished with these remedies. 
So those are some of the similarities and sort of the things that are, are the same in both the work that you would do on a consumer proposal or filing a bankruptcy. Uh, and so before we talk about the differences between the two, um, I just want to throw in that if you already know that you need to take some action, that it's time or someone you know needs to take some action and you want to, you want to work further, go, you know, work with them or, or work ahead on this, give Sands and Associates a call. This is their phone number to put, make that first appointment, 1-800-661-3030. Okay, Blair, so let's talk about the differences in filing personal bankruptcy and making a consumer proposal. Yeah, certainly. Well, a big difference is how long the process will take, you know, the length of time to complete it until you're debt free. So a consumer proposal, it's tailored to each unique situation. So a proposal could be for as short as one or two months. It might even be a single lump sum payment that perhaps a family member or a friend wants to help you just settle the debts very quickly. Or it can be for up to 60 months in duration with the right to pay it off sooner if you're able to at any point. Terms of 24 to 48 months are most most common. Uh, but again, the duration could be just about any any length from one month up to 60 months, no longer than that. Uh, where personal bankruptcy, the duration of a personal bankruptcy, it's not based on you paying back a certain amount of the debt or based on um, anything like that. It's mainly based on your income. And most people are surprised to hear, they generally think, you know, bankruptcy takes seven years. It takes nowhere near that amount of time. For someone who's never filed for bankruptcy before, if they're considered Considered low income, bankruptcy starts and finishes inside of nine months. So if someone filed bankruptcy January 1st, by September they could be discharged. It can be that quick. And if somebody is not considered low income, the duration on that is 21 months or a year difference. Now, I sometimes get asked, okay, if I'm in a bankruptcy and I know what my obligations are, can I pay it off sooner to exit that process sooner? And you cannot. So bankruptcy is a different process. The minimum time would be at least nine months for a first-time bankruptcy and could be 21 months uh, if someone is not low income and is filing bankruptcy for the first time. Uh, another big difference is on the credit rating impact. So a bankruptcy, uh, if someone's never been bankrupt before, it it registers as an R9 credit rating. Now, R1 is perfect. You've never missed any payments. Things are great. Uh, R9 is at the other end of the spectrum where you filed for bankruptcy or perhaps been sued for debts. And when a bankruptcy is finished, so it could be after those nine months, that R9 rating is going to be there uh, for up to six years. After six years, it drops off as though the bankruptcy didn't happen. Uh, but there is a six-year credit impact after you file a bankruptcy. Uh, where it's a consumer proposal, it's less severe to begin with. So instead of R9, it's R7. So not close to R1, you're still getting a compromise on your debt, not able to pay things back as agreed. Um, but it shows for the shorter of three years after you complete the proposal. So if it was a single lump sum proposal, um, you know, three years after that payment is made, the proposal would drop off the credit report. Um, or the longest it could ever be on there is six years from the day that it's signed. So for a lot of folks, if they choose to do a six 60-month proposal, for example, literally a year after they've made that last payment, their proposal is off their credit report at that point. It's no longer having any negative impact. But it's also important to note that you don't need to wait until something drops off your credit to start rebuilding your credit re report and your credit score. Uh, most people, even after a bankruptcy, which is, again, more severe than a proposal, if they take the right steps, which is often getting a secured credit card, uh, making sure they don't go over 50% of their credit limits on any credit 
credit that they do have, it's as little as two to three years where someone can have a much better credit rating than when they started with the official proceeding. Got it. Blair, can we talk about a little bit about how somebody might know? We've got about a minute or so left mm-hmm. in this segment. How someone would know whether a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy is their best option. Can we dial that down? And, and what are the nubs that people can take away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how you would know is you would get some really good advice. You'd sit down with a licensed insolvency trustee who'll always provide you with a free consultation to evaluate the entire situation um, and look at what are all the attributes, what are your objectives, and what's going to fit best. A couple of things to consider is if you're able to make some payments on your debts, uh, but you're not able to pay the full amount um, in, in totality, uh, a proposal might be a good option. But it also depends how much is the debt relative to your income. We sometimes have folks come in who there's been an ICBC accident where it's just you know hundreds of thousands or even a million dollars of debt. Doing a consumer proposal to even pay off 10% of that debt just might be insurmountable. Uh, there are certain occupations where being in a bankruptcy proceeding is not allowed. An insurance agent is one of those. Or if you're going to be sponsoring a new immigrant to Canada, you can't do that uh, if you're in a bankruptcy. So there can be some unique circumstances in each situation. But the most clear rule of thumb is obviously first get advice, but then just consider if you didn't have to pay any interest and you could pay back, say, 20 or 30 percent of the debt with monthly payments, would that fit into your budget? If the answer is yes, you'd probably be an outstanding candidate for a consumer proposal. Got it. So the idea, folks, connect with a friendly debt expert who cares. They're all at Sands & Associates. You can book your free confidential consultation at Sands & Associates. And here's the phone number again, 1-800-661-3030. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. Just going to throw in the website at sands-trustee.com. Their website, terrific. It's chock-a-block full of great questions and really clear, articulate answers if you've got questions and you'd like to go to the website. Uh, And we've got a special guest with us, Blair. Yeah, I'm so thrilled today to have Linda on the line. Um, And I know, Elaine, you and I, we talk about a lot of the concepts here. We give various examples. um, But I know so many clients are are really wondering, well, you know, what's it like when rubber hits the road, when someone has to file either a bankruptcy or a proposal? What are the circumstances that got them to that situation? What's the experience like? And then also, how are they doing afterwards, you know, once they get help from their debt? Um, So I was so thrilled because Linda um, agreed. We reached out to all of our clients. Uh, when we do our, our debt study every year. And we've talked about that in the past, the insights we get from our various past clients. Uh, and Linda was somebody that said, you know, yeah, I would, I would like to share my story uh, publicly to help people understand that they're not alone when they struggle with debt. And there's a lot of factors that can cause somebody to have a debt challenge. Um, so Linda, I wanted to welcome you onto the show today. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Excellent. And we're, we're thrilled to have you. Uh, just starting off very open-ended, can you tell me a bit about the situation that brought you to Sands & Associates? What was going on that the debts became a problem? Well, uh, the first situation was um, uh, my son was about four years old and I found, oh, I'm a single parent. I found that, oh, I just can't make ends meet no matter what I do. Finding myself, oh, taking loans out and just trying so hard to keep afloat Um, and due to the fact I needed to stay home with my son at that time I couldn't go out to work it was really really tough and I had not been in 
in that situation ever before. Um, and it was a, a really good eye-opener for me because, um, you know, I wasn't ever very wealthy yet, but I had enough funds just to, you know, buy things and buy gifts, get dental work done, all those things. And suddenly it's just like, no, I can't even afford bread right at the moment. And so I had no choice. Uh, But it was really difficult for me, per se, because um, I just needed to get a top of myself and get and, Mm -hmm. you know, help my son with, you know, getting things for him. And it was the right way to go. For me. And what what kind of debts did you have at the time? Was it was it the credit cards? I'm curious about you know what the day to day was like. Were you getting collection calls or threats or letters? Yeah. What what was that like? Yes, it was like that, and it was every my phone, my cell phone provider was calling me constantly, calling our our home number constantly, like through the night, and um, it just it's just so overwhelming. And it wasn't just that. It was I had Visa cards and all kinds of just paying, robbing Paul to pay Peter or however you say that. And it just yeah. kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And there was just no way out. So once I filed for bankruptcy, everything just seemed to be such a relief because mm-hmm. the one payment a month I could manage, everything else kind of went away. I still, you know, felt, oh, you know, I wish that didn't happen. But mm-hmm. I really had no choice, and I knew what I was doing that was going to be, benefit my son too. And it, I, it's, it's no self blame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that yeah, and it it sounds like, and and again, this is the right decision all the time. You put the needs of your family uh, ahead of the needs of the creditors, uh, but that can be tough in the moment, especially if there's a collector on the phone, or like you said, getting many calls per day. And a yeah. lot of people, Elaine and I talk a lot about. A lot of people wait about two years from when they know they have a problem until yeah. they're they're reaching out for help. What was that yeah. journey like for you? Did you reach out right away, or was there a period of time you didn't know what to do? Well, it was um, interesting because I had a fairly good position, job, and um, but the sec- my, when my son was two, I needed to be with him for um, certain reasons, and I had to quit my job. So, um, so I eventually went on income assistance, which I, you know, was actually amazing because they're very helpful for me. I never thought, I never even thought that that would happen, that I'd be on income assistance. And as I said, then suddenly even more, you get more and more and more in debt with different things. It's not that I was buying a whole lot mm-hmm. of things that that weren't necessary. It's just everything compiled. And so after it was a little bit of time, so I can't even do this anymore. So um, these phone calls, it's just so like I, I thought, no. I got to, I've got to file for bankruptcy. It's just it's just overwhelming for me and for my son too. That all these phone calls, things, pressure—it's not good for your mental health either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I- and I think, Linda, it's so valuable you, you being on the show today because, um, you know, even before I was a trustee, I think I made certain assumptions that if someone files for bankruptcy, it must be they went on the spending spree or gambling or, yep. or various things like that. But I was yeah. very quickly um, dis- dissuaded from those perceptions when I started to meet with my first clients. And so many of them, it was just, you know, it's, it's the cost of living. Uh, it's the providing for your family. And, and especially if you were on income assistance at that point, we know that's not enough to make ends meet, um, you know. 
know. probably the vast majority of it goes to just shelter and food and even more so now with, with crazy inflation. So a lot of folks, you know, have to use credit to, to fill that gap. Um, can right. you tell me a bit about the overall process of when you filed for bankruptcy? Um, you know, how was the, the meetings? How was the signing of documents? And what did you have to do to get through that and come out the other side? Uh, first, um, if you ask me how I heard of Sands and Associates, uh, uh-huh. I'll have to say it's um, advertising. I've seen it in flashing, you know, in, in like, not flashing, but in newspapers, mm-hmm. things like that. So I went to you, uh, mm-hmm. not knowing who else the only place I thought to go and I went downtown took the bus and entering the building and it was like I didn't it was bizarre because I thought I'd felt feel shame or feel like like I wasn't supposed to be there why am I here you know all these things but I walked right in and everyone is so kind and so understanding I felt no no um no shame Uh, and I knew this was the right thing to do and the meeting there's two meetings very wonderful, great advice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh! And then so finally, when after a couple of years, it was paid for. Everything was done. I was cleared. It was amazing. You know, it's just like I. That's why today I'm talking because I hope someone can maybe reach out to you if they're in my position or in their own personal position for some, mm-hmm. you know, help because I just want someone to feel better. <laughs> You know, it's a yeah. tough one. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, that's for sure, Lynn. And if you could see me, you'd see I'm just, just smiling with, with pride here because, you know, the experience that you had is exactly the experience we, we try to put out there. And with all of our staff, it's, mm-hmm. you know, how would you treat yeah. a close family member if they had a money problem? Yep. You wouldn't approach yes. it with judgment. You would approach it with empathy um, and let them know yes. that you're here to help. So I, I'm just yes. so thrilled um, that that was your experience as well. Uh, yes. what, what was... What was surprising, if anything, about the process of getting help with your debts? Um, no, well, surprising in uh, surprising that you know it's it's very confidential. I think not surprising in that sense, but just mm-hmm. to know that it's so confidential, nobody needs to know um, unless you want to share with someone that this is happening because mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think, and also. Just, I don't know, it, because everyone has a different experience in life, but mine was, well, this is what's happening, and we'll get through it, and I felt the support that it's okay. You're, you're mm-hmm. doing good. You're doing good. You're, you're moving on. So it wasn't like, uh, I didn't feel like, why are you in this position? What, what couldn't you have mm-hmm. done better? You know, that kind of thing. I never felt that at all. And yeah. that's uh, really cool for me because <laughs> I've always put that pressure on myself. Like, why did you do that? thing or something it's like but i never felt that with you so it's it's um it was really good Oh, that, that's great, Linda. I think it's one of the things we humans are great at is judging ourselves more harshly than anyone else would, would ever judge us. And, you know, especially so when, when it comes to debt um, and, you know, to say, well, why are you in that position from hearing your story, Linda? I don't think there's much you could have done different, if anything. And that's echoed right. for me, you know, day after day, year after year with clients who are just doing everything right and trying to provide for their families. If we think about the COVID pandemic, you know, nobody caused that, but so many people are just reaping the, the impact um, of that. That on their finances, um, and I yeah, yeah, and I, I was thrilled to have you on the show today too because I know we've also been able to help you out again a little bit more recently, uh, but not with the bankruptcy, with a different solution of a consumer proposal. So I wonder if you can Correct. talk a little bit about that and, and um, you know what that experience has been like. 
Right. So exactly what you said about COVID. I mean, it's it's been um, really difficult for so many people. And um, just thinking, I was back to work and I was mm-hmm. getting my feet on the ground again. It was really, really nice. Everything was going along. But then the position I had was not full time, quite full time. And I just I had to leave for a while. And so, again, um, I'm, I start. I had no choice or I didn't think I had a choice. But I started taking out more loans and different loan agencies here and there. And it got explosive. Like there was like like, again, you have to pay this one to pay that one and then you get an increase in the loans so you pay the other one so that's where I was finding myself and suddenly I'm like oh what how did I do this again and <laughs> but I reached out to you right away because I knew there was no no reason yeah I couldn't resolve this at all by myself so um there's absolutely no shame again I said I'm so sorry I'm doing this again but it's like well don't be sorry just come get some help and um so that was that was what happened there, and getting back on my feet now again. So hopefully, um, and I know I will. It's just that was a surprise. The the whole COVID thing actually, you know, it, you can't blame it all on that, but it. Um, I think it affected a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's definitely driven a lot of people through our, through our doors. And I, I was so thrilled, too, that, um, you know, now there's more awareness and yourself, especially about filing a consumer proposal. Um, so, you know, yeah. so the second time we're able to assist you, it, it's not a bankruptcy. It's you stopping all the interest, paying back what you can afford to repay. Um, we're yeah. down to just about our, our last minute here, Linda. But I wonder if you right. could just share any words of advice for anybody else who might be in a similar position. I think there's just been so much wisdom that you've shared. But anything you could tell somebody who's listening? what you think they might want to consider? Well, I think my my goal here today is just I hope somebody can reach out to you if they're feeling like on the edge of whatever edge they're on is um, whether they want some help or they're feeling like can't ask for help and they're going to maybe suffer more than they need to and I just want to help at least one person. I think you've certainly done that. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you, Blair. I want to remind folks you're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates. Check out the website. It's sands-trustee.com. And through that website, you can get lots of good information as well as make that first appointment and sit down with somebody and talk about your situation and go forward. They're number 1-800-661-3030. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. I'm Elaine Scollin. This segment is all about consolidating debt with a consumer proposal and why you don't need a loan to file one. Blair's going to explain how filing a consumer proposal allows us to consolidate debt without borrowing and why consumers should be aware if they're offered a loan as part of doing a consumer proposal. Hang on, I didn't think that that's what was part of the process at all, Blair. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Is somebody else doing that? That doesn't oh, sound good. You'd be amazed the wild and wonderful things that are out there when you start to search on the internet. And we're going to clarify a couple things today about why you should run the other way if you hear anything about a consumer proposal loan. Okay, so the first thing is then let's just let's talk about that consumer proposal, what it is and how it works to consolidate debt without 
uh, using a loan of any kind. Uh, and, and that's a bit frightening to me that, that there's people out there that are offering a loan uh, element to it. That's just not good. Yeah, so just setting the stage about what a consumer proposal is, uh, it's a legal debt remedy only available through a licensed insolvency trustee where you consolidate all of your debt together, you freeze the interest so not another dollar gets added to those balances, and you agree to pay back the portion of the debt you can afford to pay back, and provided you do those things and attend a couple of financial counseling sessions, the debts are fully and finally discharged uh, at the completion of the proposal process. So to give you a bit of an example, uh, let's say a client came in, they had a few credit cards, an overdraft, and a couple of payday or fast cash loans. All of them together totaled $25,000. If their average interest rate was 18%, which is probably low considering that that mix of of loans there, they'd have to pay about $635 a month for five years to get out of debt. Now, if they decided to do a consumer proposal, they might say, well, there's no way I can afford $635 per month. What can the debt be reduced to. And in general, with a consumer proposal, you might be able to offer as little as 30% of the debt or 30 cents on the dollar. So in this case, around, you know, $7,500 in total, not 25,000 plus interest. And that might mean a monthly payment of $210 a month for 36 months. So just three years compared to triple the payment over five years if you had not done the proposal. So a consumer proposal is incredibly powerful. It's only available through a licensed insolvency trustee, and it's not a bankruptcy. Um, it's not you know, as, as, as severe as a bankruptcy would be. It's you deciding that you can arrange to pay off the portion of the debt you can afford, and almost always your creditors will accept that deal that you offer to them through working with a licensed insolvency trustee. So my question, Blair, and this isn't part of, you know, what we discussed in terms of this segment, but is it because are people willing to accept that, the creditors willing to accept a consumer proposal now more than ever because they're mm-hmm. because they get something versus nothing or how you know what, what do you think the the thinking is behind it all you, you hit the nail on the head right there elaine it's oftentimes if someone chooses to file for bankruptcy there's going to be no recovery on the debts whatsoever for the people who are owed money all the costs might have to go for costs of administration maybe there'd be a few percent recovery if that so if we say to one of the, the big banks who might have the majority of the debt hey this person could file for bankruptcy and you're, you're going to get nothing back or you can agree to work with them on a consumer proposal where you get back maybe 20 20 or 25% of the debt, 95 out of 100 times, they take that first offer. 99 out of 100 times, if there's a bit of negotiation, we still come to a deal. So it's to the point where proposals are growing like crazy, especially post-COVID. More proposals than ever before are being filed in the province of BC. It's it's up about 35% year over year, the number of people filing proposals. Uh, and creditors are accepting them left, right, and center because they know it's the win-win. They get more money back than they would if they're there's a bankruptcy and the win to the individual is they don't have to file a bankruptcy. They get to avoid that whole proceeding. Yeah, no, I get the benefit big time uh, to both sides, really, I- including mm-hmm. the creditors in this case. Um, so I-, I just want to mention, if if you've been listening to, to what we've talked about so far in this segment and you know, oh, I need to find out more about this, I need to talk to somebody and find out more, then it's very easy to do to get a hold of Sands and Associates. They have offices all over British Columbia, too, I might add. But 1-800-661-3030 is the phone number, sands trust. Com 
is the website. You can also make an appointment through that website, as well as get lots more information about consumer proposals and how they work. Uh, but mo most importantly, the number 1-800-661-3030. So, Blair, then we'll just go back to the very beginning in terms of the question. Are there any situations where I would need a loan to do a consumer proposal? Zero. Never. You would never need a loan to do a consumer proposal. And if you're working with someone and they're offering or proposing a loan to you, that should be a huge red flag that you're probably not dealing with a licensed insolvency trustee. You might be dealing with a debt consultant or some other middleman uh, who eventually might introduce you to a trustee, but it's only after they've made a bunch of money from you um, or set you up on some programs that you really just don't need. Uh, you don't need any referral to deal with a licensed insolvency trustee directly. Directly, and you don't need to build up any money to suddenly make a consumer proposal at Sands and Associates, and I believe just about every other licensed insolvency trustee firm. You don't have to pay anything up front to file a proposal. We'll meet with you, we'll work with you, however many meetings it takes. They're all at no charge. And then when you sign that proposal, all you're agreeing to do is make the monthly payments going forward. So that example we talked about, if it was the $210 per month, that's all you're going to pay, and you'll just start paying that in the first month after you sign the documents. There's never any loan that you need to take to start a consumer proposal. So I guess the next question is, where did this whole loan concept come from? Is somebody to make, made it up or is it mis, miscommunication or, or what? Where did it come from? Do you know? Well, yeah, I wish it wasn't a thing. But Elaine, there are companies out there that are now advertising what's called a consumer proposal exit loan. And what they're saying is, OK, after you've done a consumer proposal where you've taken all the debts to zero or sorry, all the interest to zero and paying off the debt that you can afford, we'll loan you the money to pay off that proposal sooner. Oh. And the sales pitch is, well, you're going to rebuild your credit that much sooner um, if you take this loan from us. Now, what you need to be aware is it's not going to be that much sooner um, because a consumer proposal, it's going to clear off your credit the earlier of three years from the day that you pay it off or six years from the day that you sign it. So if you're anywhere past two or three years into your proposal, the credit rating impact is going to be the same whether you pay it off early or if you run it for the full term, it's still going to be the maximum maximum of six years. But what's really important to know is that what you're doing when you're getting a consumer proposal loan is you're trading interest-free debt for interest-bearing debt. And it's usually not at a cheap interest rate. Sometimes it's 30, 40% interest rate or more. Sometimes there's extra fees, administration, legal fees. Um, they could be in the range of $300 to $1,500 that I've seen. And oftentimes, the term that you're going to be paying off on that consumer proposal loan is actually going to be longer than what you were paying on the proposal. So by law, a proposal can never extend past five years. Uh, I've seen some consumer proposal exit loans where sometimes they're as short as 36 months, but they can be as long as 84 months. So that's seven years, and that's longer than what you originally contracted to do uh, with the consumer proposal. So it's all essentially, from my point of view, smoke and mirrors, just trying to misdirect this person's attention to saying, well, wouldn't it be great to get that credit rating back you know, a, a year or two sooner? Uh, but when you actually crunch the numbers, you're paying dearly to get a very small benefit um, of that credit rating a little bit sooner, and you 
you'd be so much better off, even from a lender's perspective, if you take that money, you might be contemplating to spend on the loan and just start saving, putting some money away for a down payment, for an emergency fund, and starting to rebuild your credit. So I've never seen a situation where a consumer proposal exit loan makes sense. Uh, It's something we would never endorse at Sands & Associates, and I would encourage anybody who's considering it to really think twice, uh, because again, just starting to pay interest when the whole point of a proposal is you've stopped the interest and you've got a defined plan, it just generally doesn't make any financial sense. Okay. And a question then, Blair, is it from another um, entity altogether that's mm-hmm. offering that solution? Or would I can't imagine that a licensed insolvency trustee would even be allowed to have that as part of their offering to a consumer? Or am I yeah. wrong there? No, it's never through a licensed insolvency trustee because okay. LITs are not lenders, but there are certain trustees that have referral arrangements. Again, never sure. sands and associates, but they might say, okay, you can talk to this person, get out of the proposal sooner. Again, nothing we would ever recommend and we'd be happy to provide a second opinion to anybody who's considering that as an option. Check out the website, sands-trustee.com. And I liked what Blair said. If you need a second opinion or want a second opinion, go to Sands and Associates and get all the information you could possibly need to be able to make the best decision. And their phone number again, 1-800-661-3030. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, helping you get out of debt. I'm Elaine Scollin. This segment is all about debt relief for Canadians. What are my options? And I like how you've said Canadians, Blair, on this because we get inundated with so much advertising from the United States, depending on where we're watching our television or what we're what we're reading online. That it's really important for consumers who in Canada to know um, what our options are. And that's what Blair's going to do. He's going to focus exclusively on debt help services for consumers. He's going to share information on where Canadians can get safe, qualified support for debt, for problem debt, and debt relief solutions. So, and this is unique to us. Am I right about this? That we have licensed insolvency trustees, of which you are one. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that that America, the United States, doesn't have that same um, classification, or do they? I, I, I am I'm really asking a question. I don't know. Yeah, they, they absolutely don't, Elaine. So a trustee is a unique role. Um, I've never seen the same role in any of the other countries where I've studied their insolvency regimes. And it's why when you start to drive across the border or even watch American TV for, for more than a little while, you see all these bankruptcy attorney advertisements. You know, it sounds like pretty high high pressure, fly by night, different things like that. You don't see those in Canada at all because lawyers are prohibited from filing either bankruptcies or consumer proposals. So the government created this role. It's now been about 50 years or so uh, of a licensed insolvency trustee where we're an officer of the court. So our accountability is to make sure all the rules have been followed, uh, but we're not a lawyer by background. We're not someone who's adversarial, um, you know, trying to get all the parties to knock heads together and, and just you know, get, get a deal at the end of the day. We're here to help people understand their options, to treat them with respect and dignity and give them access to the great insolvency laws that Canada has, which I think are some of the best in the world that just 
really don't exist in other jurisdictions. Um, I know I have clients who've come from certain countries in Asia where filing a bankruptcy is the worst, the most shameful thing you could ever do. A uh, red tag is put on your front door so all of your neighbors know about it. Your furniture is all carted out. Um, and there's some countries in Europe where a bankruptcy start to finish can be 10 years or more, whereas in Canada, it's nine months and most people don't know about it. It's not on the front page of the newspaper. It's not on any pages in the newspaper. It's more of a private process to just help people get back on track. So absolutely, Canadians have great options to resolve their debt. Um, And one thing to take away is that a licensed insolvency trustee is the person that allows you to access all of those options. So there's only, well, there's under a thousand licensed insolvency trustees in Canada. They're all rigorously uh, regulated, qualified, and empowered to help you implement the law that's been put there to help Canadians get a financial fresh start. Uh, The main thing that a trustee will do is they'll meet with individuals day in and day out. So at Sands & Associates, we have offices all over the province. We do many of our meetings by telephone or video chat these days or with people in in our physical offices as well. And it's impartial advice at no cost to the individual, no obligation to proceed. It's, again, just giving you the, the access to those remedies that the government has created for good reason. Excellent. And that and that is unique to Canada. And I, I really I love knowing that and hearing that. And I we like I say, we, we we're so inundated with how the United States does things because they're all part of our media often and and television, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's really good to know. What else would you say is unique about or, you know, the role that the licensed insolvency trustee plays and, and how you help people? Well, I think what what people need to understand, too, is a licensed insolvency trustee is the person that, you know, it sounds a little bit weird, but holds all of the power of the insolvency system. So if something is going horribly awry with your credit, you know, you're being sued for a debt, your wages are being taken, um, your assets are being seized, uh, a trustee can make all of that stop instantly. We don't have to, you know, go to court, make an urgent application. As soon as a trustee files either a bankruptcy or a proposal, there's what's called a stay of proceedings, which means that any proceedings against you have to grind to a halt. This could even be the government taking your wages on every paycheck. Um, As soon as you file a consumer proposal, that has to stop uh, regardless of of the source and you get the time you need to restructure. So a a licensed insolvency trustee is generally your best ally to talk to if you feel like you're overwhelmed with your debt, you're not sure what you can do, you might be just feeling the legacy of just years of bad credit or overspending or whatever whatever it is that caused the financial problems and the best trustees, which I like to think we have at Sands and Associates, they're forward looking. They're not here to judge you, not here to make you feel bad. Uh, Most people, and I'm only half joking about this, most people do a very good job of making themselves feel bad about their debt. And a trustee is not somebody that's going to pile on top of that and make you feel worse. We're here to think about the future of what you can do to get that financial fresh start. Excellent. Um, so before we talk about, you know, more information about it's important stuff for Canadians to have about debt relief options, um, I want to say if you want to take some action right now, 1-800-661-3030 is the number to access somebody at Sands & Associates. And as Blair mentioned, they have offices all over British Columbia. They have a terrific website as well, sands-trustee.com, where you can make that appointment or just learn more about your options that are out there. So what other information, Blair, do you think it's important for us to, to know about our debt, debt relief options? 
Well, I think people need to proceed with extreme caution uh, when they're dealing with somebody that's not a licensed insolvency trustee, because there's a lot of different folks that are out there where trustees are incredibly highly regulated, overseen by Industry Canada, by the Office of the Superintendent of Bankruptcy. Um, You know, you might have heard of credit counselors or debt consultants. There is little to no regulation of these industries. Literally anybody tomorrow could set up a shingle and say, hey, I'm a credit counselor. I'll help you with my debt. And there are great credit accounts with your debt. There are great credit counselors that are out there, uh, but there are others that just provide bad information um, and don't give you know a fair referral to a trustee when they know uh, perhaps a proposal or a bankruptcy might be a better option. So folks need to understand that something like a credit counselor is not a professional designation. There's no requirement for someone to satisfy education or regulatory requirements. So you need to be careful if you're getting advice from somebody um, who's not a licensed insolvency trustee. Uh, And then what I've seen more and more is there's a number of companies out there that say, hey, you shouldn't go direct to a trustee. Um, You should have a consultant represent you instead, uh, saying that we're going to get you the better outcome if you just pay us a few thousand dollars. We'll help you get that consumer proposal that you need. And it breaks my heart because uh, if people do their research, they know that a consumer proposal costs you nothing up front. There's nobody that you have to pay to help structure your proposal, to help figure out the options. Um, And every good trustee is going to know what creditors are going to accept and help you navigate through the process. So sometimes I see people where they've been taken advantage of, of sometimes it's $1,500 or even $3,000. They paid money that they didn't have, and they ended up more in debt than when they started, where they could have come directly to a trustee. So it's really important that you deal with a licensed insolvency trustee. If you get advice from anybody else, first off, never pay a dime for it because it's certainly not worth it. Uh, But then also make sure you check any advice that you've gotten from somebody who's not a trustee by having at least a free consultation with an LIT. Very good. And in closing, for the last minute or so, Blair, um, what do I need what do I need to know or, or have in place before I go and see a trustee with my, with my situation? You know, there's not a formal set of things that you need to have to have that first meeting. I think first off, you should have the understanding that you deserve to live without debt. You deserve to live without the overwhelming stress. We're always focused on what we owe to our creditors. What about what you owe to yourself? What do you owe to your family? You owe them and yourself to be the best version of yourself. And if you're completely hopeless about your debt and your financial situation, you probably aren't even aware of the impact that's having on you and your relationships. So it's it's pretty simple. If you think you have a debt problem, you probably do. You're probably suffering more than you can even imagine. And by getting that first consultation, everyone that I've met with, even if we can't help them with our solution, they walk away having learned something, having a better understanding of what all is out there, and at least also feeling a little bit more validated that they're not the only person who's facing a debt trouble in today's world. The number for Sands and Associates with offices all over British Columbia, 1-800-661-3030. Their website is sands-trustee.com. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.